I'm Abby. And I'm Devin. And in the immortal words of our favorite Ron Swanson, never half-ass two things, whole-ass one thing. This This is Whole-Ass Podcast. Hello! (laughs) And welcome back to Whole-Ass Podcast. I really like that jingle you've created every time you do the uh, like the one. welcome. Yeah, the welcome yeah. slogan from Devin is nice. Oh, I like to sing songs when I do things. Well, me too. You know this. I sing I, like, narrate drive. my life. Yeah. I'm not alone. I do. It's very, it's very um, Jessica Day from New Girl. Oh, totally. She does lots of things. Who's that girl? It's Jess. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like to, I like to do theme songs of uh, like, um instrumentals when i do stuff sure right like when i type emails i do a lot of that or like when i drive i do a lot of like sometimes though it turns into the theme song from doug and i'm like i'm not kidding it happens all the time and i don't understand why because i'll be like doing my little jingle jangle and then i'll be like why am i singing the theme song from doug What's up, girl? Meow. All right. Kalua is here for the chit chat because today. I feel like she was asleep and she just came out of nowhere. She emerged, but she emerged because we are talking about a hot button topic. And what is that topic, friends? We are talking about today uh, corporate etiquette. What does that mean, Devin? <sighs> Which I feel like everybody can relate to, honestly, especially now that we are remote. It means. Abby. Well, okay, this is what it means for me. Corporate etiquette is like how you talk on the phone to people. How do you act in an office setting? Do you know how to act in an office setting? What are your email clapbacks? How much of an asshole are you in emails? (laughs) There's so many different things. And I feel like with, I mean, you and I have both worked in office-y type jobs corporate type jobs um for a while yeah we're in our you know you're in your late 20s i'm now 30 like it's been we've been around the block so i think we have a at least a semi-decent amount of experience to talk about like things that are just like not acceptable but also things that just happen that are kind of hilarious so one of the things that i want to well, what I want to start talking about is email clapbacks because oh, good lord! Email clapbacks are probably my favorite thing ever because I am a sass in life. So my next door neighbor for Christmas, shout out to you, um, got me this hilarious coffee mug that it literally says corporate email lingo, and it's my favorite thing because it's literally so accurate. So the first one is, per my last email, equals, in case you suddenly can't read. <laughs> to reiterate, equals, this is the last time I'm saying this. Moving forward, equals, don't try me again. That's one I use a lot. <laughs> um, I've copied, equals, let's see you lie your way out of this bitch. And the cherry on top, kind regards, equals, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, I would concur. Yeah, so one thing I, so the company I currently work with, we use Gmail, but my old company, we used Outlook. And Which what is what I I've loved, always used. What I loved about Outlook was that you can literally attach emails. I think you can do it in Gmail too, probably, but it's like not as easy. You can, you can, God, I can't talk. You can attach emails in Outlook. Um, to the thing. So like my favorite, favorite thing to do when somebody would be like, you didn't send me this or you didn't da 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 da. I would be like, actually, I did. And I would copy my boss and then I would attach the emails and be like, please see attached emails from, you know, this date, this date and this date where I requested your approval and also followed up. Yeah. Let me know, girl. Provide the receipts. The receipts. Like, literally. Oh, God, I miss doing that so much. Because <laughs> uh, it was so fun. And you can't do it in Gmail. Gmail's, or maybe, you, like I said, maybe you can. I don't know. 
but I always have to just like forward stuff. Yeah. Do you feel like when you are trying to, let's say somebody's coming at you through email being like super aggressive or just like unprofessional, rude, unnecessary, whatever you want to call it. Do you feel like if that person on the opposite end of the email is a man, that when you are responding or trying to diffuse the situation or respond to the situation when they're coming at you aggressively do you feel like you overcompensate because you are a woman and the way that you are perceived via email is different than how a man is perceived via email i'm talking like tons of exclamation points and extra yeah, explanation yeah. more paragraphs so i've noticed that definitely i used to be like that for sure and now that i've been in my position i'm going on like two and a half years uh, I think I'll be at two and a half in June. So like now that I've been in here a little bit longer and I've seen the difference in how certain, um, not even just men, but I, it's, it's women too. But, but since I, I kind of know where you're going with this, where how men ask, I, it's not even that their, their tone is different. It's just, they're more blatant with what they need. Right. So like where I might write an email to someone and say, Hey, hope you're doing well. Hope you had a great week. Do you mind pulling X, Y, and Z for me? Is it possible to get this by Tuesday? More often, and this is a, a trend that I have experienced, if it's from my, one of my male counterparts, hi, Devin, I need this data by Tuesday. When can you get it to me? Or please pull X, Y, and Z. I need it by Tuesday. It's Thanks. more it's more blunt and demanding than it yeah. is asking or and I think, friendly. And I, yes. And I think initially, like my knee-jerk reaction was like, okay, no, I cannot pull this data for you. Because I, just my knee-jerk reaction, my like forehead over dramatic, like the mm-hmm. audacinine, as Deidre would say, like, how dare you not ask me how my day is? <laughs> right? Like my initial whatever. But as I learned, it's kind of like when you first start like texting somebody new, you don't totally know their style of talking. Mm-hmm. So you might misread something. But as you get to know them, you can tell somebody like you and I, right? Like you and I can text without doing anything crazy and you know which what is sarcasm or what is my tone of voice, right? Because you know me really well. Yeah. So I feel like as you get to know people in your workplace, you better understand their tone. So like one of my male counterparts, that's how all of his emails are. And initially I was like, wow, this is rude. I never said anything about it, but in my head, that was my knee jerk reaction. But now I know him really well. And it's not that at all. He's just like, this is who I am. Like I. But I think a lot of men in the workspace do communicate that way. And I think if women try to communicate in the exact same manner that men do, it is met with a much more visceral reaction. First of all, it absolutely is. 100%. If I was to send an email like, or if you were to send an email like that to your male colleagues, they would be like, Devin's a bitch. Like, what? First of all, I have. And well, the reaction I get is... uh. If people are, like, copied from, like, a different counterpart that's, like, uh, that is, you know, a team, whatever, Mm -hmm. is, like, think about how to phrase questions like this in a different way, and it's X, Y, and Z. It's, yeah. And, like, while in the the particular situation I'm thinking of, he may or may not have been accurate because I did have an attitude because I was upset. (laughs) So, okay, you got me. But, like, (laughs) because there's definitely times where I try really hard to in especially in emails to be as professional and respectful and everything as possible sure because it's like even in a frustrating situation you have to keep it together you cannot just like be an asshole because that's not productive right especially to your internal teams you are a team at all times so you have to figure it out right so i always try to be good but there's definitely days where it's like you just have a dumpster fire of a day and so you send an email and you don't proofread it and you're just like, why didn't you give me this? When am I going to get it? Type thing, right? And like, it's not horrible. It's just not great. <laughs> so, I, yeah. I mean, I think there's, I'm in a, I'm in a lucky, at least at, in my opinion, I'm in a company where I feel internally that 
men and women, I mean, we're looked at equally. Like, I don't feel like the men in our office are on, like, a power trip or, like, because there's definitely been places where I've worked where that's the vibe. Yeah. Even if, even if the office is more female dominated, you definitely still get that vibe from the males. Sometimes, right? Definitely not the, not always. I don't feel that way in my company. I think that it's very, um, I guess maybe like open-minded is a good word. Like they, they were always looking at what everybody brings to the table. Mm-hmm. So that I think has been a really plus, a, a really big plus for myself at least. Um, it's definitely been an air, like a, a company I've been able to blossom in and as a, as a professional. But I mean, I think any job you have, any office you go to, there's always like, per my last email. I do think that there is there is a level of inherent tone policing that happens in terms of women in the workplace versus men in the workplace. Oh, of course there is. Definitely internalized and like people don't acknowledge it. I would never be able, like the email that you're saying your male coworker sends and that's just his tone of voice. A lot of men write emails like that. I know if I ever send an email like that, it would not be received with the same level of but that also, situation. Yes. So I think that also kind of falls in line to like when women are in the business world, when we are assertive and um assertive like, is bitchy for a woman. It, right. Like yeah. we're a we're a bitch, we're a mm-hmm. we're bossy. Mm-hmm. But when a man does it, he is looked at as a, a good leader and can command a room professionally, right? So that, I feel like that falls in line with that trend. Is it like that at every workplace? No, not by any means. But it is definitely a common uh, commonality? Is sure. that a word? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Having a moment. Um, Definitely a commonality for, I think, I'm, I'm sure a surplus of women have experienced that. So I do think that it's not just uh, a male-female um divide or communication gap or whatever in terms of how tone is interpreted but it's also a generational one too so we're millennials we're in the we're in the workplace right gen z is also now at that kind of cusp age Mm -hmm. where they're starting to enter the workplace as well and we're two generations that really grew up in the tech boom and with digital email like so for us, interpreting tone through an exclamation point, a period, a comma, a dash, or a, a multiple exclamation points, like, it, we're very, very in tune of how that tone shifts and how that tone mm-hmm. changes. Whereas older generations who are, say, Gen X or boomers that were much older or, you know, out of college in their 30s or whatever when technology was really kind of taking off they had to adapt later and i think that nuance of tone in those generations gets lost so when you're speaking or communicating across generational lines in a workplace that can also contribute to a lot of communication breakdown as well i remember when i worked at six flags we had this wonderful speaker come in um and he did like a seminar on generational clash points in the workplace and how each generation had a different um formative experience that shaped their worldview and their opinions and how they act and behave in the workplace and how they communicate in the workplace Mm -hmm. and like how can you communicate across generational lines because a workplace has so many mix of people men women um all, all different backgrounds and and generations and how do you communicate across all of those lines and not have things get lost in translation it was a really really fascinating cool. workshop it was yeah. so cool um about how like millennials have kind of grown up in a i mean people jokingly call them the participation trophy generation but sure. in many ways parents enabled millennials to become the participation trophy totally. generation yeah so giving millennials verbal praise and commendations on projects that they complete that were successful or whatever goes a much longer way than somebody who's a gen x that like shuns all that type of stuff and sure. it's just like just let me do my work and let me be and i'm gonna excel for you um that was a very long-winded rabbit hole about how email communication can break down like crazy (laughs) so one thing i wanted to ask you do you ever like because i noticed that i struggle with this like whenever you if you have like a a good relationship with whether it's a client a vendor or just in part of your internal team 
there's times where I say something funny and I'm like, do I put ha ha? Do I put LOL? Like, do you ever feel weird about putting something like that in an email? Because certain people that I'm like really close with, I know I could put an LOL and it's like, who cares? But I just think about like, <laughs> like, sometimes I'm like, can I say LOL in this email? Or is somebody going to be like, wow, Devin's really unprofessional. Like, do you ever have that? So in my old jobs, yes. I don't think I ever would have done that. But the workplace that I'm in now has such like great company culture and everybody communicates on Slack. And sure, like we use Slack as a professional way to share good things that are happening in the company, sure. general updates. But we also have like a celebrity dirt Slack channel. So and like a music Wait, Slack I love that channel. So much. So there's there's um duality and like that professional versus mm-hmm. personal line in the company culture where like we'll send emails and we'll put emojis in them or or LOLs yeah, okay. or things yeah, like I that. Yeah, I definitely think it depends on totally the type of industry for sure. Totally. And my I don't know necessarily if it falls under my um industry. But my company itself is a relatively young company as a as a business is a young company, but also our team. I mean, our CEOs are young. Yeah. I don't even think they're 40. Wow. If they are, they're barely 40. Yeah. So I think that gives us definitely kind of falls in line with what you're talking about with like the tech thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So a lot of our um exec team is you know they're not that much older than me right and then you know in general our call center teams and our operations like we're all similar in age in that well i don't know we're just kind of lucky in that we're all in in somewhat i guess close to the tech saga or the mm-hmm. tech whatever um but one thing i i really want to talk about though in this episode is like how different things are being remote compared to what it was like in the office. Oh, yeah. Because, like, for me, so I I love working remote. I really appreciate the work-life balance. Like, that has been really big for me. I wish that I had a better workspace because I just, you know, I just don't have the space in my apartment. Mm-hmm. But, like, what I miss, I miss so many things at my office. My office was litty like a titty. okay like always like you could walk into our office at 8 30 in the morning and cardi b would be playing in the speakers oh wow like all all of our call center teams had their own sono speakers Mm -hmm. so one team would have whatever music going on and then you'd walk a little bit further down and a different team would have their music but like our customer service team would have like trap Fridays and they would just be jamming right or they'd have like an 80s day and they'd play all the 80s music and it was just like a jam all the time yeah and our sales team when they were when they would make a sales they would literally ring a cowbell like it was like lively and peep you know and so I miss I just like miss the shenanigans because also my so I, I was part of a a culture like team at our office and we used to plan all kinds of different events Mm -hmm. but one of the things a lot of the things that we did were just like silly like like for for halloween we spent the first half of the month scare pranking people and then we had our video guy make a compilation of the scare videos and we literally just took a pennywise mask and would put it on to like freak people out and make sure somebody was videoing it shenanigans brilliant that's brilliant and and so many other one thing i really miss too is that my team our offices the three of us were all right next to each other and so often we just would like yell at each other for things instead of like getting up and going into the other person's office (laughs) and i just like i just miss yelling at people yeah miss people i mean it was fun like not like real yelling but it just was like fun yelling so I was kind of spoiled. My first full-time job when at, at Six Flags, I had my own office, my own personal office that I could close a door and I had oh like a whole, whole Listen, space. Listen, having an office is an underrated um, benefit, perk. Yeah, I was 
delicacies what came to mind and that's not the not food that's, that's not weird. the word what's the thing when it's like a comfort i don't know continue with your what you're gonna say because i can't think of the word and and so i my my first full-time job i had like a private office that i could close the door and i could play my own music and like and, and like enjoy my little space and like get the stuff done i need to get done which was great my next job at the museum i had a cubicle um but so it was a museum of historic buildings so like the the whole team was spread out across the campus in these sure. old historic buildings and so where we were located um the marketing department we were actually in a room this this building actually used to be like uh like a gas station and like a soda fountain in the 50s at one point in time so it was like a, it, it was and it oh was a God, house like so cool. my, my office space was like a, a building that had been multiple things in the community before it was moved to the museum um but I had a cubicle. My colleague had a cubicle just like across the room from me. And there was a cubicle behind me that w- would be an intern's cube during the summer, but it was mostly vacant. Um, so it was it was an open office space, but we also were in a room where we could close a door. So if we were having oh. meetings or if it was just the two of us and we knew we had to get a lot of work done, we could close the door. And, you know, if he was on the phone or I was on the phone, it wasn't totally private, but there was semi-privacy that could be accommodated if need be and then now my current job i have an open it's like an open concept office so there's obviously there's more like higher up people and senior leadership who have their own private offices but Mm -hmm. i'm in like an open open space cubicle with like half walls so like you're out in the open and totally exposed so that was kind of a weird um adjustment for me but I was also only in the office for three weeks before the pandemic right. started. Pandemic. So, yeah, the whole, you know, paranormal activity came and I was. That was a good one. F- thank you. I was flat out like working from home, figuring it out. And yeah. when I was interviewing for jobs before I got this current one, there were a couple of jobs where I had talked to the people and it would have been a remote position or partially remote position. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, how do you feel about that? I didn't really have a thought i thought i might not like it but i'd be willing to do it just because i wanted to get a new job um and then going fully remote all the time and my current employer was weird during the pandemic but also when things kind of started to open back up and it was optional to go back in um we're going hybrid in a couple months like officially hybrid now but when it was still optional the couple times i would go in i quickly realized that i am so not productive when i'm in the office interesting yeah i just i realized i think a lot of people are realizing that, that yeah they're more productive which when you think about it i mean i think about how much more i get done here because because of that social aspect at my office and it's not to say that i wasn't productive in my office i definitely was getting things done but like now when I so my my office as we grew, we split into two floors. So my team, which is like partially like the sales team, we moved downstairs, and then our customer service team came down there with us because they needed more space as they were growing. Mm-hmm. But everybody, the main office, the re- remainder of the executive team, and our other two call centers were all upstairs mm-hmm. in the main like actual suite, right? Mm-hmm. So. There were times when I, you know, could call a ma- another manager to, like, work something out with them. But a lot of times I was like, oh, it'd be good to, like, get up and walk around. So I'd go upstairs. I'd, like, get something, you know, get some water and then run over and talk to a manager. But then, of course, I see eight other people in the call center when I'm walking over there. So I'm saying hi, checking in on people, you know, talking to the our, you know, office manager. Like, just, you know, standard checking in. One thing I actually really miss, though, is that our – our – um. CVO, which is a chief visionary officer, he used to mess with me all the time when I mm. go whenever I go upstairs, and literally I miss this so much because I barely ever talk to him now that we're remote. But every time I'd be upstairs, I'd be getting something. He literally he'd see me and he'd be like, "What do you even do here? <laughs> Why are you up here?" And literally the very first time I was like, "Oh, um, I just had to get this paperwork from whatever manager. Like, I just yeah, I just had to get that." And he was like, "Okay, I'm kidding." know what you do here he's <laughs> like remember when i hired you <laughs> so every other time he'd be like literally what do you do here and i'd be like well 
I'm doing this. Or like, well, <laughs> I'm closing deals. Like, I used to just, but ugh, I miss him so much. He used to just tease me all the time. Yeah, I mean, when I would go in, like, there'd be, like, a handful of people in the office because, like, we're still in a pandemic or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just find that the nature of my job so i work in pr right so i'm i'm constantly sending emails or bouncing back and forth between media stuff like i'm watching media clips and and, and playing them out loud and trimming them for time and doing all the searching stuff i'm calling news desks and pitching like i'm on the phone or doing famous or whatever so like i'm in a lot of meetings and i'm doing a lot of talking and like i'm not a loud person but i'm not a quiet person either like i feel like my voice carries when i'm on the phone like i kind of talk i talk loud on the phone well and in an open concept so like everybody's gonna hear everything i'm saying which i mean it is what it is but i also just i guess maybe my own anxiety i feel like it's disrespectful to the other people like i need to like whisper on the phone and stuff i don't know yeah i'm with you so i've noticed that when i'm working from home i'm in my own private office space i can hop on the meetings and don't have to worry about sound bleeding through or being too Mm -hmm. loud or people overhearing me or any of that stuff and like i can i can bounce from things i need to do i can play my own music i can watch news clips if i need to watch them and monitor and all that stuff so that has actually been a a surprise for me because I I really thought I was going to hate working remotely. Yeah. And I quickly found that I I do well in a remote That's good. scenario. That's a plus. Which is interesting. So now that kind of we're coming out of the pandemic, people are getting vaccinated. Our office's plan is to go to a, um, a hybrid schedule permanently. They were basically like, you know, everybody's done such a good job this past year of working really hard and, and like making our clients happy and, and doing good work that... There's no need for us to be like, your butt needs to be in a seat, you know, sure. 40 hours a week, yeah. five days a week from eight to five. So we're going to kind of slowly transition into a hybrid schedule of like two days in, three days off, and then three days in, um, two days off. And it'll be interesting to see what that dynamic is once like I'm in a fully hybrid situation, yeah. how, how, how and if it does affect my productivity in the workplace. Yeah. I do miss the I do miss people though. Like I, right. I, it's just connecting with people through Zoom isn't necessarily the same. The one caveat to that though is that my employer we have two office locations. So there's one here in the suburbs of Chicago, and there's one in Des Moines, Iowa. And when I granted I first started, I didn't really know anybody. And then you know, pandemic happened, and um. But I, I've gotten the chance to really get to know the people who work in the Des Moines office and, and, and I would say become friends with some of them. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that would have happened if we were still working in our office locations oh, in person okay, five yeah. days a week because we would never really speak to them or talk sure. to them or, or collaborate with them on different clients like we do now. So that's the one thing that makes me kind of like not concerned but like maybe sad about going back to a a hybrid schedule of in-person while I'm excited to see the people in person at my location I'm gonna miss having some form of a a face connect or or totally continual connect with the people that are in in the yeah yeah, on the Iowa team I think that's fair yeah that'll be interesting for sure I think a lot of places are going back to the hybrid or like 100 we we are not going back at all Wow. At least that's what I know now. I know that my position wouldn't, the plan was for it to never go back anyways. Because gotcha. like we, which I think we're going to start opening travel back up, but pre-COVID, I traveled probably 25, 30% of the time. Yeah. So I was traveling roughly once a month, mm-hmm. sometimes twice. So I was working remote a lot already. Just um, makes sense. Yeah. And I mean, my position, I'm I'm blessed in the in the case too, that if I needed to work remote, like... If I just wasn't feeling well, not enough that I needed to fully, like, take a sick day, but enough to where, like, I am not coming to the office because I feel disgusting and also I don't want to get people sick, I can work – I could work remote, yeah. right? Um, so I I love having that flexibility or always loved having that flexibility. So I knew that when we moved to this model um, that my – they had told us up front that our team most likely would not be required to come back. But we would have the option to do so if we wanted, like sure. if we wanted to work in the office one day or if we wanted to have clients come visit, like we could come, you know, we'd have the office space or like the the uh, meeting space. 
Yeah. Um, but we still have our office. Our IT guys work from there. I think a couple execs maybe go in every once in a while. Because um, we definitely, we keep it for the meeting space for sure. But I don't really know, you know, what we're going to do um, long term. Like, I would love to be able to go back a couple times a week with just to have that atmosphere of people. But... I just don't think, I don't think that's ever going to happen. Well, and I but, think in the long term too, like employers are saving so much money on totally. like utilities and, and, and space and, uh, and other bills and expenses by doing either a fully remote staff or a hybrid situation. Mm-hmm. Like it's got to be astronomical. And I, I mean, I know as, as an employee this past year, I not only have I saved so much money in gas because I'm not driving it and my commute's long my commute is 45 plus depending on the traffic on on um the highway but when I think about not only like the gas or whatever I I think about the sheer time so I would get up at my alarm would go off at I think 545 every morning because you start at eight right yeah 545 every morning I would get up I would get ready, do, you know, shower, do a, do my hair, do a full face of makeup outfit, pack my lunch, get, get breakfast on the go, pack my work bag. And I would have to be in my car no later than 710. Then that's pushing it. Right. To then drive the 45 to 50 minutes to get to work at 8. So you're looking before I even start my work day at 8 a.m. I've already put in what one, two. Almost three hours. Um, two and a half. Almost. Two, yeah, two and a half. Two and a half, three hours, and then I have an hour drive home. So by not doing all of those steps, I'm literally getting back mm-hmm. like three to four hours of my day. Totally. And I've noticed that while it's been a tough year with COVID, it's been really challenging for a lot of people. Like we've touched on this before, my mental health has gotten so much better. And I think that's yeah. part of the reason why, like I'm being able to reclaim my body, reclaim my mental energy mm-hmm. and, and not feel so fatigued and, and yeah. have a better sense of well-being because I'm not doing that literal well, think about, grind. Like, think about the people that live in the western suburbs that were commuting to downtown chicago every day oh yeah right like my one friend literally used to take the bus wow so she and she like started at like nine right so she would be up similarly similarly at like 5 a.m or whatever time get the bus but be in the on the bus for like two hours that's insane and then but then she's not getting home till like seven o'clock at night and I can't even imagine. I have always been relatively lucky with my commutes. I think uh, my longest commute was a half hour at one point, but it was going west. So I wasn't even, I didn't have traffic. Yeah. I was always going west. Um, but most recently, my jobs have been less than 10 minutes away. I'm so jealous. My and sh- now I'm my like. Short- my shortest commute was 30 minutes. Ew. No, I can't do it. Yeah. I used to work in, I used to work in Oak Brook and that was like, and I, you know, I'm, I'm what, 15 minutes from Oak Brook and I, but with traffic, it's like a half hour. Right. And I was like, I'm never doing this again. (laughs) Like, absolutely not. So, I mean, my, my previous job before my current job was maybe seven, six minutes from my apartment and my current job, even though I don't go to the office was like one street over, which I was so hilarious when I figured out when I like went to interview. I was like, okay, this building is like almost next door to my current job. Like what's going on? That's funny. But literally like it's like one street over. Um, Or before, sorry, before. So it's slightly closer to my apartment. So that was like, I mean, that was amazing because we started at 830. So as long as I left my house by like 810, because I like to like, well, especially when I was in the office, I like to like get in, get set up, make my coffee, get my water, say my morning hellos, and then sure. like start. So I always tried to get to work between like 8.15 and 8.20 because I didn't have like a solid 10 minutes of just like getting it together before like, okay, what do I need to do today? But I also will say a bit, I, I agree with you on the mental health thing um, because I always used to, granted, I, you know, because I live so close, I mean, I used to like come home on my lunch break. That I, I I've never home. never been able to. Yeah, even like because we that. we take it out. We have an hour, so I come home, and I loved that. I loved being able to come up because I didn't have to worry about my lunch in the morning. Now there were definitely days where like if I was swamped, 
there's no way I'm coming home, mm-hmm. right? So I would like go grab something and maybe come back or just run out, whatever. Um, but that took, you know, didn't take away from just like time basically yeah. for me. Um, but working from home is like, I feel like I have the time now where I can like have a few minutes in the morning to just like sit and drink my coffee or I can like make an actual breakfast in between responding to emails and I can run to the grocery store on my lunch break and not have to be stressed about like making sure I, it's, it's just the work life balances while it's stressful having everything on my dining room table. I hate it so much. It's, but that's just like a, an OCD thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely been, it's just so much easier because I know that if I need to like, if I want to go see my parents or something, I can just bring my laptop over there and work, work over there for a couple hours. But to get to hang out with them, right? Yeah. Because my parents are obviously both working remote as well. Yeah. But I can see them for a little bit. We could chat while we're all like working. Or um, if I'm going to go somewhere for the week and I can just bring my laptop with me and I can can work while I'm there and then have the week, you know. So it's just like, it's just made, it's made things easier. So. Totally. Yeah. I'm 100% but I, but I, Yeah. But I definitely, I do miss the shenanigans. Yeah. <sighs> so much. Shenanigans are fun in the workspace. I love shenanigans. Shenanigans, shenanigans. I feel like this episode took a turn. It really did take a turn. (laughs) I thought we were just going to like talk mad shit about people (laughs) like in an office setting. Although I will say there's there's two things I do want to touch on. First of all, that don't I guess technically don't matter because we're not in the office. But. I just think people really need to consider the type of food that they're heating up in the microwave at all times. It's not solely related to just fish, but fish is a big one. <laughs> fish is so smelly. Why are you? But in general, all like, smelly foods. But like also, I'm the asshole who will bring like leftover salmon in for lunch. First of all, I love salmon. Leftover over salmon is not the move. I'm sorry. It's not good reheated. Well, okay, let me rephrase. I don't I don't reheat the salmon. I usually eat it cold or do like a salad situation. You've never had like a I have so many problems with cold salmon. Really? Unless it's in sushi. What? And I don't even like that that much. Maybe it's just the way that the recipe salmon. that I know that like you just put it on a salad and it's good. Okay. I don't I'll think try it's it. gross. I'm I'm a jerk, but I will try it. Okay. It's really just related to all smelly foods in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and also this is not just an office thing, but it's really more of a general pop (laughs) thing, general population thing and like all aspects of life. This also is something that I've picked up on because I traveled for work at the airport a lot that I hate with my entire being is when people are on the phone, but they have the person they're talking to on speakerphone in a public place. Or when they're, like, on FaceTime and they don't have, like, headphones in and volume is on. Or, 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 (laughs) wait, I'm thinking of something else now. Or when you are out in public somewhere and somebody's phone volume is on level 8,000 and they're getting 18 text messages. I hate that. Put your phone on vibrate. I hate that so much. I, my phone has not been on not vibrate, like, Literally since like 2012. Like I do not have sounds ever. Literally ever. But people, there were, there were times when we were in the office, not even just at my current job and met and every job I've had where people would be on a call or on FaceTime and just in like the common areas, like rooms, whatever, with, with the things. And I'm like, y'all, this is a no, no. Yeah. I don't want to hear your conversation, but also because what happens is it then creates this environment of like, do we all need to be quiet while you're on the phone? Yeah, yeah. But in the airport, though, I cannot. Cannot. I have, we could have a whole episode about airport things that I have problems with. I hate airports. And I would invite my dad because my dad has the best airport stories. Oh, gosh. Of people. He, my dad will text, my favorite thing that my dad does, I have many favorite things, but my like, probably my top three is when my dad travels for work. Because he will send me just, like, the most obscure text messages of things happening in the airport. Oh, god! But they're so funny. Every single one is 
hilarious. They're so funny. And the thing is, is I always used to be like, dad, oh my God, why do you, why are you like this? And then when I started traveling for work, I was like, wow, I hate every single human being in this airport. Like, and so my dad and I share this like ridiculous airport experience together because when I, I, again, I haven't traveled in almost a year for work just because we put everything off. But I literally, every single time I go to the airport, I'd be like, here's what happened this morning. And I have like, I've like numbered it out, laid it out for my dad. There are only two places in the world where you can get a true hodgepodge of people or like, or like, it's like, it's like, if you you were to take the general population and put it under a microscope to see all everybody, all belief systems, all people, all crazies, all normies, all in one, all all in one place. Cause like, depending on where you live, like demographically or education, uh, job, like doctor office, like medical stuff, like you're not going to get a true, totally a true microscope looking at the Petri dish of everybody that's in it because I think that just the filter's narrow. The two places where you get everybody, airports and DMVs. Well, I was going to say theme parks, but yeah, DMV is a good one. Theme parks is... Mm, I guess it's hit or miss depending on like... It's hit or miss because theme parks can kind of... Um, be restrictive or prohibitive cost-wise. Well, you could say the same about an airport. No, that's true. I just, I don't know. I feel like... I feel... I, I More, more saying, people though. travel than go to theme parks. Theme parks that's can be true. a little bit more niche, per se. I'm, yeah. As somebody who used to work at a theme park, though, I will say there are a bunch of loons. Yeah. They go to theme so parks. So maybe we have an airport episode and we'll invite my dad and he'll tell all the stories. Yes. Yes. Be a I'm great so, intro. Dad, I know you listen to the podcast. So Do you want to come on but, this episode? But does he does he still listen to I the podcast? I don't know if he still because does. he listened to the first couple episodes. I don't know if we kept him on. Mr. T, you listened to episode zero, and then you had many critiques about <laughs> our sound, which we have since fixed. Yeah, I'm not sure if you made it, and I haven't heard any more feedback. So, sir, where so are did you? Did you listen to the episode? Sir, where are you? Here's what we should do: is I'm not going to tell him about this episode, and then we'll see if he listens. And if he brings it up, you better. Because if he better. doesn't, we're gonna be like, okay, so you, so you're just not listening anymore. You can't, you can't be a guest <laughs> if you don't listen and subscribe. You have to be invested in order well, to be a guest. He definitely subscribed. He subscribed, but I don't know if he listened. So yeah, Dad, doesn't it count. You're do not you allowed. Do you want to be? Do you want to be on the airport episode? I'm gonna get thirty text messages. Yes, <laughs> here's all the things I have to say about the airport. Also, Mr. T, I am still <laughs> upset that you threw away the ceiling titty. Ceiling titty. Putting it on on air on the airwaves on the pod. On I'm the very upset about that. So we need to have a discussion. What did he say? Currently, currently it's a yard titty. Soon to be a garbage. <laughs> soon to be a garbage titty. Wait, when we God, this episode really got away from us. But when we were in Chicago um, celebrating my sister's birthday, there were many. Because it was like nice out, right? It was a nice weekend. There were many women that just were chilling with no bras on. Okay, free so the we boobies. were seeing lots of nipples, and so we were out. We were out getting drinks at whatever restaurant we were at, and my my parents were like, "That one was not a bra. On, that one was not a bra." On. And I was like, "Hey, free the titty in the city." And my dad goes, "Did you just say titty?" <laughs> with like a straight face, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah." Do, we, the titty, the do we need to, first of all, love that. Do we need to back up and explain what a ceiling titty is oh, for yeah, listeners? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. So, okay. <laughs> Again. Quick story time. What is this episode about? Not corporate oh, etiquette. Not corporate it, etiquette. We don't say it. any of this in the office. No, we need to name this episode something different. Okay, so everybody, <laughs> hopefully everyone knows what a ceiling titty is, but it's literally the ceiling light that is like like a half circle. Dome. And then it has the little a dome. That's a better word. And then it has a little metal thing at the bottom, and it looks like a boob. Yep. Sorry, a titty. And for those of you who know about Vine, are we this dating is terrible. ourselves? I can't. We probably are. I can't. Th- I've already said I'm thirty. That the crypt keeper. It's fine. <laughs> I um, I can't remember the guy's name. It's like Danny something. But he used to make. He made this video on Vine about the ceiling titty, and he goes, "I just want to know." If you got a ceiling titty too, a ceiling titty too. And he would like make these songs about these dumbass lamps or ceiling lights, whatever. 
And so I, and I sang that to my parents, to my dad, whatever, when we were at, we were in Wisconsin. Yeah, we were at the, and, the lake house. And yeah, there we were was in Wisconsin. One of the house. And, um, <laughs> and they got rid of the ceiling titty. And my dad sent me that funny video. Dad. Depression. What do you think the odds are of us getting to post that video? Oh my god! Of I the ceiling, ceiling slash yard titty slash dead titty. Oh my god, dad, I'll ask him. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna be say... so upset if you don't listen to this episode. Mr. I know, me too. We're I'm talking just about saying... you so much. You're gonna be famous. God, I think there's other ceiling titties left, though. Just like as a side note. I think there's some left. But are they planning on taking them out? And do we need to start a museum? So. That's a the museum. Question. I don't think so. I think, I don't know. We'll have to, Dad, help us. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, what are the plans? I don't know. But uh, maybe he'll let us. I think, I think he should. I think the deal should be you come on the podcast and also let us post this video. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's what you're doing. Okay, so... I don't know what this episode's about anymore. I mm. it just took several left turns, yeah. which I think is fine. Yeah. So I'm gonna attempt to give you guys a theme for our do good recklessly. I'm, I'm, gonna I'm attempt curious to, give you, to see where you're gonna theme. go with this. A theme is a good uh, direction is the word I want to use. Where are you going with this? So number one. As always, we want you to do good recklessly in a way that is safe and healthy and, you know, happy. And we've talked about several different things. So maybe we'll give you a couple different directions. Um, contrary to the common belief of email clapbacks being my favorite thing, which they are, <laughs> um, One Direction, Harry Styles, oh my God, One Direction. Okay. One Direction will be uh that be nice to people you work with <laughs> um that was maybe weak. that was terrible that was maybe weak. maybe maybe the maybe the direction is that you don't clap back take the high road recklessly <laughs> okay number one number two we also talked about don't get rid of your ceiling titties do good recklessly and keep them up. If you don't know what a ceiling titty is, look it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't get rid of your ceiling titties. And finally, um, I'm struggling. Um, oh, this kind of goes back to corporate whatever. But, you know, everybody is, we're all going through the same pandemic Lovato here. Did we ever explain all the crazy names we use for pandemic? I feel or did like we just start using them? I feel like we did. I don't remember. Okay. Hopefully we did. If we didn't, now you know. Anyways, everybody's going through the pandemic Lovato. It's different for all of us. Abby and I have been super blessed to have the jobs that we have throughout this whole thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do not have that same um, comfort, right? Same blessing, if you will. So... You know, maybe a more serious do good recklessly is, um, you know, be thankful for what you have. Remember that everybody's going through it. People are, if they, if they are in the same situation you are as far as a job, they're now, you know, might be dealing with everybody in their home being home mm-hmm. while they're trying to work or dealing with being at home and taking care of their kids simultaneously while the kids, maybe the kids are in school or maybe they're too young to be in school and they can't be at daycare. Like, there's so many different aspects of dealing with um, this kind of Polaroid that you just don't know. So, so maybe, maybe the best takeaway or biggest takeaway of Do Good Recklessly here is just to um, remember that we're all going through the same thing we're all dealing with different stresses and to you know be kind to people even though we just talk mad shit about office stuff <laughs> but you know 
whatever. Well, it's, it's okay. We still want you to be good people. It's okay to check in with yourself. <laughs> I'm the type of person that goes from zero to 100. I get an email that pisses me off and I want to rage forever and like scream. And I'm like, why the F would you send that email? And oh my God, who oh. do you think you are? And like. It's like you see into my brain. <laughs> yeah. That's I, me. I do that too. I do that too. But then I'm like, and I like, my old coworker always used to know when I was angry of how you type because i have nails and he would literally yep. look at me from across the room and go you're typing really aggressively who are you mad at yep because they're just like clack, 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 clack. um even though i'd be typing the sweetest email in the world i would be like rage typing um rage but w- when you get those emails or people who don't know how to have good corporate etiquette or whatever come at you it's really easy to just like sit in that bucket of emotion mm-hmm. and just let it take over you and kind of like knee-jerk react right sometimes it's okay to walk away I was going to say, working remote, you have a better opportunity to do that. It's okay to walk away. Go outside, take a breath. Yes, take a breath. It's okay to not respond and disengage while you do like a a self-check and self-regulation of your own emotions and then come back to it with a clear head and maybe a different perspective. You say, okay, now I know how to tackle this email or this response or this project. Inhale, exhale, let's do it. Mm -hmm. And that's a reckless thing, a good reckless thing that you can do for yourself because so many people feel like we just, we're constantly hustling and bustling and we can't, we're not allowed to take a break. This is me and us telling you that if you need to self, like emotionally check in and self-regulate because stuff is hitting the fan, you are entitled to do that. And that is a reckless thing that you need to do for yourself, for your well-being. Um, That's a really good one. That's my, that's mine. That's one that I've been really working on lately that I think is getting better at it and it's it's helping yeah i love it i think that's great so you know there's a couple different directions i think we can take here or go here whatever takeaways i feel like i'm in a zoom meeting um let's circle back on that (laughs) we'll circle back circle back and regroup (laughs) but um Hopefully you're still listening to this episode that took 18 different turns and, you know, some roller coaster jumpies. Dad. (laughs) (laughs) I'd love for you to, I wasn't, I I paused too long. I wasn't saying it to him, but, but father, dearest, hopefully you listen to this episode. Um, Can't wait to hear your feedback and can't wait to have you on our airport episode. So until next time. Kind regards.